This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. It's my pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show, where our mission is to serve you and empower you so you make better financial decisions in your life. And as we do every Friday, we will start out with Clark Stinks. Don't know what that is? Well, I'm going to explain. Also, Airbnb has been in the news a lot lately and in not such a good way. We're going to talk about the opportunity and hazards being involved on either side of Airbnb. So, Clark Stinks. This is where people get to give me feedback, sometimes uh, just like giving me a nudge a certain direction, sometimes really fired up at me, and other times offering corrections to what I've said as an opinion, advice, or uh, in our opening, what I call monologue, talking about a topic where someone will disagree. It's your opportunity to make sure that I'm doing the best I can to serve you. And without further ado, it is time for Clark Stinks. I should have never encouraged you to speak. You must think I'm pretty stupid. You should be ashamed of yourself. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're right, pal. All right. Clark has a mild stink because he keeps referring to insurance, investment, and other companies that overcharge their customers, but he almost never says the names of these companies. Please tell us the names so we know who they are and we can avoid them. And that's from Peter. Okay, Peter, that's, that's very interesting. We are, you'll notice, and it's hard for people to get their arms around when I name a company and when I don't. So let's say somebody's talking about a particular company they're doing business with, but I don't know all the particulars. So I'll be very careful, circumspect, sometimes I'll feel okay mentioning the name of the company. Other times I won't. If it's something that I have personally validated and verified, then you'll hear me name the company. So let me give you some general guardrails. When should you buy an investment from an insurance company? Wow, I never said anything, did I? (laughs) Because you should never, ever, ever, not ever under any circumstances, no matter what, buy any investment at any time ever from an insurance company. Because the, the structure of an insurance company means that the costs of it are going to be outrageously high compared to what it would be with a low cost investment house. Okay, so that's number one. So you don't even need to mention an insurance company because automatically they're disqualified. Over. Second, never, 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 not ever buy investments from the brokerage arm of any bank because they tend to charge very, 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 very high costs. And the banks generally have refused for their investment arms to be what are known as fiduciaries. 
fiduciary is where somebody legally puts your interests before their own and that they are making their money by providing you with advice and guidance you pay for rather than on commissions or under the table money of some kind. And you're actually going to do a whole segment on that the next episode we record. So I am. You are. You are. Okay. Well, so so that's the second thing. And so again, no company is necessary. You just know if it's related to a bank, don't do it. And third, anybody who won't be a fiduciary, the thing where they legally obligate themselves to put your interests first, that's the next standard you know to avoid anybody like that. So we get to a much smaller list, and you can always start with my favorite children as generally the safest places to invest. And you can see my favorite children list on Clark.com. I think you fell short in your advice to wait until 2023 to purchase a new heat pump. Yes, there will be fantastic rebates if your household income is less than the state average and 50% rebate above the state average. But if your gross household income is 150% or more of your state's average household income, you can't collect it. If you live in Mississippi and you, your wife, and your kids over 14 make more than $70,000 combined, you can't get the rebate. In that case, it is cheaper to buy before 2023. Fall allergies, huh? As the mandated charges will add more cost to the heat pump, plus increased demand will drive up prices. I love listening to your program and hope you never retire. And that's from Mark from Walla Walla. And Mark, you are completely right about what happens when there are rebates and incentives. It drives up demand, drives up prices for the product. So... In a situation of a more affluent household, you're 100% correct. Don't wait till next year to get a heat pump. Get one now because they are so, so much more efficient for house cooling needs and heating needs than a traditional HVAC system. Promoting Aldi has led to our local store being overrun with people that would not normally shop there. They are clueless about the flow of things, including the quarter and cart procedure. We now go there the last half hour they're open to avoid the crowd, only to find many items out of stock. John. John, I I don't think it's my fault that Aldi (laughs) is overrun. I think it's food inflation over the last year of 13 point something percent. And I have noticed as well My Aldi is picked over like I've never seen before. The store is crowded, it seems, all the time because in a time of financial distress with rising prices, people who might normally say, oh, I don't shop there, suddenly are finding their way to Aldi and it's led to the crowds. Your advice about expensive accommodations and resorts in Hawaii was incomplete. VRBOs are a good idea, but you don't have to check resort prices closer to your arrival. If you want to use a resort's amenities without expensive rooms, you could just get day passes on resortpass.com. You can spend your day at a resort for cheap and then head back to your VRBO at night. This tactic works for us all over the U.S., Adam. Adam, you know, we at uh, Clark Deals post deals from Resort Pass from time to time, and it is a great way if you're staying somewhere, you're staying in more affordable accommodations, but you want to go hang out at a resort, it is in total generally a lot cheaper than the whole deal of staying at a resort 
paying those very high room rates. Good suggestion. I'm writing to you from my igloo in Alaska. I just rode my dog sled team home from a long day of polar bear hunting. You said that kids in Alaska who don't live in Fairbanks or Anchorage have to learn how to drive airplanes, fly airplanes, before they learn to drive a car. While that does happen occasionally, I've only heard of that a few times, and I've lived in Alaska my entire life. Alaska is not full of child pilots driving float planes around. Daniel. <laughs> uh, Daniel, thank you. I did. I did overstate that. I'll tell you though, you go to that big float plane airport in Anchorage, and you just can't believe how many pilots there are in the state of Alaska. But yes, I did oversell the whole thing about kids, you know, being barely out of diapers flying. <laughs> Flying airplanes. You stink more than the rotting corpse of the listener who put all their financial passwords in a passwords will had such a thing existed. When you log into a financial institution using someone else's credentials, that's impersonation. Second, anyone smart enough to listen to your show will have enabled two-factor authentication for their financial institutions, which might require the spouse to either know all their personal questions or access their phone as well. Instead, the account holder should ensure their spouse is listed as a beneficiary and should leave their account number and the institution's phone number for their spouse, or better yet, call the bank and ask how their spouse should contact the institution in the event of their death. But really, you don't stink, as financial institutions should make finding this information easy for the next of kin, Steve. Thank you, Steve. You know, the electronic access to accounts has become a real conundrum. And in your household, if you were to pass away, what's the chance that Mike knows how to get in? We have a, we share, we have a family last pass account. And I put my parents on it too. So I pay that. I think it's $40 a year to have all that. Okay. Clark, you stink Good more th- than a flat tire on a hot summer day for forgetting to mention that many credit cards offer free roadside assistance as part of their benefits. This is not an excuse or apology for the greedy car companies who don't want to offer a spare tire as a standard part of buying a car, John. John, thank you. And I was not aware that there were, did you know there were credit cards that offer I free didn't roadside know, no. assistance? I didn't know that. Uh, That's one I got to look into. Yeah, well, our our credit card team uh, will look into that and we'll put that on the website. Okay. I admire you for telling your son to do the right thing when he had an accident. However, it may not be as clear as you think as to who was at fault. Some years ago, I had my signal on and was slowing down to make a right turn into a shopping center when I was hit from behind. We didn't get the police involved. I called my insurance company. I described what happened. She said that in Texas, that accident is considered your fault. I would say to be honest about what happened, but it may not be as obvious who's actually at fault, Steve. I'm trying to understand how that could have been Steve's fault. But yeah, so that came up from uh, several people, including I got stopped twice by people who were unhappy with me about what I said about that, including one was a lawyer. Ooh. And uh, I, I felt, you know, that it was important that if my son messed up, that he fess up, that I don't want the message to him, the lesson to be, hey, you just don't accept responsibility. In his case, I don't think there was any gray that he was at fault in the accident. And my wife's car... Who knows when we'll see it again. Anyway, if there's doubt, obviously you don't want to accept responsibility. But this is also an issue of 
teaching your kids proper ethics and morality. And maybe I did the wrong thing from a wallet standpoint or legal standpoint, but I feel like it was the right thing to encourage him to take responsibility. I now know why Clark stinks. I was at our local Costco in Bellingham, Washington, and had a hot dog and a Pepsi. Yikes. This overprocessed meat creates more gas than a box of Mediterranean dates. Don't ask me how I know. Never again, Peter. <laughs> Peter, the fact that you don't want to have the $1.50 hot dog and drink ever again at Costco, <laughs> they love you for that because they won't even say how much money they lose selling the hot dog and drink at the same price as they did all the way back nearly 40 years ago that they've always done this buck 50 and so Costco's thrilled if you don't want to buy the hot dog and drink anymore and I never thought about uh the after effect yeah Clark and Krista, you both stink on this one. Krista was about to tell us about saving money with her Netflix and T-Mobile plans and never finished. You interrupted her. Can't find that information anywhere on the website. I really love you both, but P.U. Michelle. Okay, so go ahead and finish. I think what what I was saying, Michelle, was that I'm a T-Mobile customer. And with T-Mobile, you can get Netflix for free. You can also get on Paramount Plus. Yeah, on certain plans and Paramount Plus. And there are other discounts. And I just never realized it because I am on the plan um, that could get that. And so that's how I went in and in through T-Mobile and got my subscriptions changed to be free. So I know about Apple Plus and Netflix. I don't know about the Paramount, Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus too, yeah. Because I, I got the did Paramount that Plus for free from my Walmart Plus. Ah. So, I mean, the streaming this services... This is the trend. Yeah, the streaming <laughs> services are so desperate to get and maintain subscribers that there are more and more of these cross-promotion deals. If you remember this, you get this for free. You remember that, you get that for free. And funniest thing is, one of them I get for free because I have the Walmart Plus that I mentioned, but I have the Walmart Plus for free because of an American Express card I have that I got Walmart Plus free. So there's all these crazy cross-promotional tie-ins. We're all so busy with our lives, we don't even know that all these things are out there. So the more you know, I wonder, could we add that? Could we add a little story with our streaming guide, how to get various yeah, streaming we'll have services to take a look for at that. free we or cheap? We absolutely can, and we'll see if there's maybe some way we can... We can lay it out for everyone. Um, so we'll, that would we will be definitely fun. work I mean, on you that. Know, somebody who's, let's say, been T-Mobile a long time and they're paying a separate bill for Netflix and they don't have to. Yep, that's what happened to me. Yeah, that's good stuff. Well, coming up ahead, something that can be good and can be a real terrible experience, Airbnb. We're going to lay it out for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Over time, I've had a lot of people who have 
been fired up at me feeling like I'm anti Airbnb and VRBO. And it's not that I've used both, but there's a lot of hazard with the opportunity. And with me is Grace from Clark.com. And Grace, you are a live example of someone who booked an Airbnb and had a bunch of stuff that fouled up part of a vacation you were on. There's just so many of these stories. What happened to you with your Airbnb? Well, it was, well, today I laugh about it, but at that day I was so mad. Um, so I, I booked an Airbnb in Sydney. I did my research, Sydney, Australia. I did my research. I went uh, We were in Australia. Yes. I yes. yes. uh, did my research. I knew where I was going to stay. I knew what kind of apartment it was. And I talked to the, the host once we, right before we got there, and the right when we arrived, say, hey, we're going to be there in a certain amount of time. And she was kind enough to say, hey, you guys arrived a little earlier than expected, but I left a key inside the mailbox. And in my mind, I'm thinking, well, a mailbox where I can go in very easily and get the, the key. Got there, it was a mailbox that only envelopes fit in. And then I could not... <laughs> I could not even get my fingers in. Um, I kind of felt the key and it fell. Um, And then I'm like, okay, now what? Called her, wrote through the app, uh, wrote her an email, nothing. We waited. I was like, okay, she was kind enough to allow us to get to uh, check in earlier. Let's wait a little bit. I sat down at the lobby in the apartment building and nothing. Two hours passed, three hours passed, nothing. And then the person who was traveling with me, I was like, we need, we need to cancel this. This is, there's no way. So I try to contact Airbnb and Airbnb was like, well, you still have to try to get with her first. Kept trying. We ended up waiting six hours. Mind you, we had just arrived in Australia. We're exhausted. Nothing worked. She never replied until I was like, I'm going to look for a hotel room. I'm exhausted. And <laughs> I requested a cancellation and explained why because the hostess was not uh, letting us know nothing no information (laughs) and airbnb canceled our reservation and gave us our money back said well 24 uh, wait like five to ten business day for your money to go back blah 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 but i was like okay let's get a hotel room immediately she contacts us and said, well, what do you mean you cannot get the key? I was like, well, you told me that was in the mailbox, explain everything. And she goes, it's there. Everybody is able to get it. I was like, not even a child can go into, like child's hand can get into that mailbox. And she's like, well, get a stick. I'm like, what? Uh, she's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm eight hours away. There's no way I can help you. Eight hours eight away? Eight hours away. And I was like, well, we were supposed to be here anyway. Two hours ago, nothing. Um, <laughs> I ended up getting another hotel. It was fine. Airbnb refunded us the money. So, so that, the last part, is actually the good part of yes, the story. Yes, Airbnb yes, yes. Airbnb refunded the money. Yes, but before everything, before I took screenshots of the communication I had with Airbnb, and I took screenshots of the times that I kept writing her to make sure there were the timestamps to show Airbnb just in case they wouldn't refund me the money that I try to contact this person and nothing, but it, it turned out to be fine. We ended but, up getting a see, hotel Your room. story is so actually, because you got over the missed sleep and all that, is so much better than what 
people continually complain about is that the host is nowhere to be found. There's a problem and Airbnb tells you to get lost. Yeah. No, so not, you did great. No, this and but this was a long time ago. It was yeah. like in the beginnings of Airbnb. Right. Yeah. So so I want to give another example, and that is one that keeps happening to people is that there are more and more units that somebody buys, they want to put on Airbnb, and they discover pretty quickly it's more work than they can handle, and they hire a professional manager who may be who knows where in the world, in Grace's case, eight hours away. And so then what happens is you can't get in the unit. There's a problem with the unit. Who knows what is with the unit? And the person you're trying to deal with is not the person, the smiling person back at you in the picture and the listing. Over and over again, it will be a third party but the funniest thing, it was a New York Times story that a lot of the pictures you see of a host are fake. They're just clip art that somebody used, and that's not at all who the host is. Many times it'll be a big reservation center, and whoever you're talking to, they'll answer by that name because they're all told to use that name, and that's not who it is. But the harder thing is today Airbnb is very, very difficult reportedly to deal with when there is a problem for you as a consumer with a property you're staying at, getting your money back or getting satisfaction with a problem. You know, Airbnb, the concept is fantastic, but it's always in the execution. Same thing with VRBO. What happens when the chips are down for you as a potential renter, what happens to you when something is not as described? I had a situation with Airbnb at a beach area. Don't cry a river for me. I was going to a beach area. And the property listed air conditioning. Not only was there not air conditioning working, there was no air conditioning with the unit. And it was hot. And so it was a false listing. And, uh, and we just had to sweat our way through it because during a time there were no other places we could find to stay. Just know that Airbnbs require an extra level of patience on your part, extra steps to make sure that the place you're thinking of staying is a-okay. And for you, if you're thinking of buying a place and turning it into a short-term rental, on the Airbnb platform or VRBO or whatever. I want you to know that more and more communities, condominium developments, and homeowners associations are banning short-term rentals. When you look at buying a place, you've got to make sure that the math works, the money works for you, if you have to convert it to long-term rental. If you cannot make the economics work buying a place long-term as well as short-term, don't put yourself into an obligation for a place that you're going to own, that you're going to be responsible for, if you have a mortgage, all the fees involved, the taxes, everything else, if, in fact, you can't make the economics work regardless of what rules are imposed by an association or local government. 
All right, you ready to go for some questions? Absolutely. Okay, this one's from Sharon in Illinois. My husband was loaning his brother some money. He lives out of state and banks with a big monster mega bank. We bank with a local credit union. He wanted him to have access to the money right away, so he withdrew cash from our credit union and went into a bank branch with his brother's account number and told the teller he wanted to make a deposit. When they realized it wasn't his account, He was told they don't accept cash deposits if the person making the deposit isn't on the account. Since when does a bank not accept cash? He wrote a check and they accepted the deposit, but obviously the money wasn't available right away. Why in the world would they not accept this deposit? So banks have interpreted complying with money laundering regulations, particularly the tightened regulations that went into effect. In, I think, 2002, following the terrorist attacks of 01, banks have interpreted that accepting cash puts them at risk for violating money laundering rules. It seems completely nuts, but it's how a lot of banks have interpreted the rules. In any large bank like this giant monster mega bank, they will err on the side of saying no when common sense might say yes. And this is from Pat in Connecticut. What is Clark's opinion of the OneTreePlanted.org charity? My family is considering having a tree or trees planted in memory of a relative who just passed away. This one says they plant one tree or seedling for each dollar donated. So first of all, Pat, I'm really sorry about the loss of a loved one that you have experienced. If I don't have firsthand knowledge of a charity, I check them out on give.org or charitywatch.org or charitynavigator.org. And this one on Charity Navigator has a very high rating, a 91. It means that they're very efficiently, they're legitimate, and they're very efficiently using the money donated to them. So you can feel very comfortable planting trees and memory of your loved one and know that the money really is legitimately and properly being used for that purpose. Ron in Georgia says, are you aware that Sam's Club is now starting to implement a scan-to-go price and a price that is higher if you use self-checkout or you check out with a cashier? It's not on all items yet. I noticed it yesterday while at Sam's. It was on a box of 30-count variety of chips. It was a $4 difference in price. I asked a supervisor, and he told me this was being implemented. What are your feelings on this? Well, Ron, I have been benefiting from the scan-and-go savings. I have the app on my phone, and when I'm in Sam's Club, I scan and go anyway so I can avoid the checkout lines because... Sam's, even at self-checkout, has long lines a lot of times. So I, I do the scan and go on my phone. It's really an incentive program to try to get better adoption rate. And if you're a Sam's Club shopper, you know they've got that like aisle that you walk through that's supposed to show you how wonderful it is that you just breeze right through and walk past everybody in line to try to get people to think, hey, I don't have to stand in line if I use the app. People haven't been doing it. So now they're offering you a bribe to use Scan and Go. Take the bribe. Take the savings. And once enough people adopt using Scan and Go, they're not going to be offering those deals anymore. So take advantage of them while they're there. And I hope you enjoyed meeting another member of Team Clark today. Grace talking about her Airbnb experience. 
If you've got questions about a money issue in your life, call our free Team Clark Consumer Action Center for one-on-one advice. It's 636-49-CLARK.